reflect. Camera. I'm going to cut you off right there, and the reason why I'm cutting you off is because we're not making nearly enough money, and I we need to cut some of the banter from here, and the stuff that actually sells and people enjoy, we need to cut out. So I'm going to cut you off right there. We're going to pre-tape you. We're going to retape you. We're going to put you on TikTok, Big Talk, Snapchat, Bad Chat, Rat Chat, Every Chat, and then after that, everyone's going to see a little bit of you, but we're going to cut you off right there. Wait, so that means... I'm cutting you off. You're the only one who's allowed to be seen. No, 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 no. Wait, I'm going to cut you off and then put you back on and then put myself back on after I cut you off and then cut myself off and put myself back on. This is all a cutoff. You're not understanding, man. It's the cutoff, cutoff type situation. I'm being threatened to be canceled by Spotify. Okay? Okay. Neil Young okay. does not want my goddamn... Oh, wait. No, that's some other person. But... Uh, uh, Rick, Rick. You gotta save that for the next podcast. You can't, you can't do it on this one. Damn it! You gotta save that for the next podcast. Obviously, we feel heated uh, about the Oscars. Uh, yes, we're, we're in heat, ladies and gentlemen. Magic podcast about the uh, wait. We are heated about the. say who we are of course my name is Jonathan Guantua my favorite co-host over there Rick Acevedo hey, people, who is getting I'm getting cut and he's getting cut we're all we getting be cut seen at the Oscars this year uh, we'll be pre-taped telling them to fuck off so this is our pre-taped version of it I guess <laughs> well this is the pre-taped tape pre-tape tape pre-tape pre-tape yeah tape, uh, tape, pre-tape. Uh, 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 so welcome to the magic podcast this week <sighs> we, we, we had a movie review in in the works and really, we did this one kind of late for everybody else because um, our, our great uh, uh, president, uh, 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 director, talent, writer of Triskelion Productions was out, uh, you know, seeing the world, doing some film stuff. So, you know, we, we just couldn't come together and talk about something because he's too much of a world traveler uh, uh, over there. But are you are you are you yeah, wait a second? Are you going to say something negative about the meat plate? I was hungry. OK. And Terminal C at New Jersey has some great goddamn meat plates, sir. I, I'm not saying whether no. Or you not are you are clearly you are clearly nodding your head. You're nodding your head in disgust at the meat plate, and I do okay. not appreciate your disgust at the meat plate. All I'm saying meat plate is the godmother of Trascalian Productions. The mother herself was eating and showing us some great food, like some great cannolis and baked goods, and someone else has a meat plate. That's all I'm saying. Is that hey some of us are more cultured? You sir, you that. sir will appreciate that that was international meats. It was not just your local boar's head. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, all the international meats. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you know what happened after that? I got the international meat sweats walking through the airport because uh, my flight was delayed. So I was just walking through the airport and I start I start getting this sweat, but it wasn't like the profuse sweat. It was like the sweat that sort of sticks to you. And you feel kind of yeah. weird about it, and you're like, "Oh man, I should take off my jacket," but then you take it off, and the sweat continues. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What that was. I was just at a Brazilian steakhouse for Carnival, and uh, I got some good meat sweats. Oh, if you go to a Brazilian steakhouse, there's, you're no coming back. Yeah, yeah. That's, I had some very good meat sweats. It was no. delicious, and uh, the meat did you, sweats did were you well worth the, it. Did you eat the chicken hearts? No, I did not. God, those are 
these are weirdly good. I can't explain why, but... But we ate a lot of grilled pineapple at the end, and I don't know if you know this, but it will make you too. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's... that's, that's Dude, that's the, one of the greatest ways of losing weight. Immediately. <laughs> that... It, oh, you know what? I was in Amsterdam, and you know what was one, something that I was eating quite a bit of? Um, okay, uh, you know? Chocolate... Co- no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was eating um, chocolate-covered almonds, and that will make you that will make you lose weight in a, in a hurry. That's, that is some man. That is a natural. That is just a natural. So, so, and Ricky, let after bag. You were in Amsterdam. Yes, Batman was coming out. You were in Amsterdam. We said, you know what? We'll hold it back until you're back in the states. Right. And we'll talk about Batman. Right. And then the Oscar stuff came out. And Rick is like, oh, I want to talk about the Oscars. I, I almost, yeah, I, and, you know, and I wanted, because I, I told John, I was, and I'm not going to obviously say, I'm sure that everyone that uh, listens to this will probably know exactly what I'm referring to, so I'm not going to really even mention it until we talk about it when we do um, address it. But, you know, um, it's just a pile of bullshit that, you know, I, I dislike and more so because and and okay no I'm not gonna let the cat out of the bag about what we're working on but I will say this the people that we worked with are insanely ridiculously talented people that were not for them there would not be an industry and they fucking deserve respect and that is all I'm gonna say about that and to me that is disrespectful because these are people that you know we were all Jonathan Amy um Ali, all of us were talking about how much we were actually learning every time we sat down with these people. And again, I'm not going to say anything because obviously we have to keep it, you know, keep that quiet uh, for the time being. But I think that's total bullshit. And it's totally disrespectful and it is dismissive. And um, it shows that we're living in, um, I guess, in pretty shitty times. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I agree, and so tune in next week. We'll expand upon it, but until then, we gotta talk about something else that is disappointing, not disappointing. I don't know how we feel about it, but we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. The Batman, the twenty twenty two, the Batman, the Batman. So okay, um, so let's get our spoiler-free thoughts out the way, and then we'll talk about it right after. But let's just give a couple of minutes to say what we thought about it, spoiler-free. Okay, so spoiler free, I gotta say, as Batman, I, and John, you you heard me a million times say this, Mm. and I joked around about it, and at times you'd get pissed at me because I was joking so much about it, I thought Robert Pattinson wasn't gonna pull off being able to even physically be Batman, I'll give him that, Mm. I'll give him that, um, I did not much care for the way that they wrote Bruce Wayne at all, Mm. like, I think they reversed the role in the sense that in this film and again I'm not we're not spoiling any scenes or anything but you know they take Batman and make him an almost likable character but Batman as a superhero we all know is ruthless and at times even conniving he has to be because he is a human being he's not a superhero he's not a metahuman he's not any of this so he has to be so but Bruce Wayne, I, by far, this was like my least favorite Bruce Wayne that I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, I think that for once they got 
the rogues done a different way where it wasn't completely focused on the stuff that you would expect from Batman. Um, you know, but like the way, for example, that Alfred was treated kind of really pissed me off, like a lot, like really a lot. And just other stuff that I was like, okay, well, they could have probably done this better. I One thing that I did like, and this is the last thing that I'll say, is that they actually grabbed source material from um, the the adventures of what, the one in '92. What was it called? The 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 the, uh, the, dark. the new Batman adventures or the Batman or Batman and Robin? <laughs> no, no, no. The one the first the, the first first one that came out in the '90s. Batman the animated series. Batman the animated series. The animated series. Like yes. they actually grabbed source material from animated stuff to pull in um with catwoman and the relation uh with the roman the with falcone and stuff like that and having that character actually featuring in a movie more prominently um which i thought was kind of cool but beyond that I, I wasn't overwhelmed by it i did love the car because fuck yes god damn what a batmobile but I wasn't overwhelmed by it. I, wa I can't sit here and say this was one of my all-time favorites or my least favorite. Uh, my least favorite is still the one with Arnold because it, it's just like over camp. Mm -hmm. um, you know? But I guess I guess we have to go directly into what, what... You know, when we go into spoilers, I'll explain why. I was just like, eh, okay, sure. Uh, you know. So I'm gonna and, and and we don't talk about these movies before we do no, this. We, we never do. see them blind. Don't talk about it. Save it all for this podcast. And but I have to kind of agree with Rick a hundred percent on this. It is the worst Bruce Wayne I think I've ever seen. It's like they took a Bruce Wayne from Batman Beyond and not understanding anything. We're like, yeah, he's a recluse, sure. Uh, and it's like, oh no, that's like one storyline when he's old, not like young. Not when he's it's, young. It's a weird it's a weird take I, I i didn't like it but as the batman I, he was fucking, and the movie was fine I, it's not the worst movie it's not the best movie no. it's functional like rick said it. it's gonna have good things in there uh that you like and some things that you'll dislike and it's so i, I, I do I... have to say my favorite part though uh -huh. this is probably the batman movie that made me really feel like gotham is an actual city and is an actual character. I have yeah. to. I'm gonna give that for this movie. Gotham felt alive for me, and this felt very street level, like very much. You take it down and made it very. That, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up because the thing that I loved about this is if you go back in in the annals of time and everything, you you know every major Batman villain that has ever been featured, even in even in the Chris Nolan films. Every Batman character is basically so beyond, you know, you've got Ra's al Ghul, you've got Bane, you've got the Joker. All these characters that are larger than life that are giving Batman impossible choices and, like, he's got to work on things that are, like, not just city-ending but have the potential to be world-ending. Mm -hmm. Here... Even the penguin, which props to Colin Farrell, I did not know that was him. 
amazing. Yep. He fucking did a amazing. Great job. He, it, it was a great yep. job on on the part of makeup, which is fucking important, and on the part of uh, on the part of Colin Farrell as a performer. You know, props to him on that. But as you said it, every character felt street level. He's dealing with the mafia, made men, uh, you know, uh, all these other things. So it wasn't, you weren't watching, this was like basically taking the equivalent, it was like taking a superhero and bringing it down to Joker with, uh, with Joaquin Phoenix level almost. Mm-hmm. Still being a superhero movie, obviously, this is definitely not a study, but it's closer to a study than all the other Batman films, which, you know, if you're a Batman fan, you can definitely sort of get into that. But again, if you like the entire, and I think that this is where Jonathan and I would probably fall into, you like sort of the entire universe and you like to, like the, the worth of each character, you know, you're so ingrained into studying the like almost suicidal nature of Bruce Wayne that you you basically like everybody else is almost a tertiary character that you know it it will serve the story to a minor degree but not enough to make you forget that Bruce Wayne is quite possibly the most depressed human being alive which you know <laughs> yeah, no, it, I agree but I I, to, I I agree with you we'll get that into spoilers but to really say I really have to say out of all the movies that I've seen and I'm going with the Romero movies as well, back at, not Romero movies, the um, um, Adam West movies even as well. Gotham has never felt so no. much as a city or a no. live here. And as a person no. who's lived in like Boston and New York City, and I'm especially going to say New York City, because, I felt yeah. it and I was like, yep, I was like, I feel it. I feel like what it would be like to have Batman walking around a city somewhere, seeing in the shadows. It really felt alive. And I gave them a lot of credit for that. So yeah. Gotham, by far, is my favorite thing in this movie. Um, I would say, if you're on the fence of whether seeing this movie or not, I say see it. When it comes to HBO Max, you don't have to run out to the theaters to see it. It, it takes 46 <laughs> days. It takes 46 days. Um, uh, I, um, I, I think it's enjoyable. I'm not saying that, but I don't think it's like you have to run out. It's fine. You don't have to like run out to the movies. It's, it's a cinema. It's it, nothing it, groundbreaking. You know, we're, we're, we're one thing that I think you'd probably agree with is in this film in particular they did a brilliant job with their cinematography that cinematography and setup is vital because where story might fall short that's where the movie's gonna get picked up because what you're not getting in the story you're gonna get in your visuals and you're gonna get in your setups and this movie also did a brilliant job of that because a lot of story Except for one scene. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. When it got obvious CGI. And it's still spoiler free. That moment where it got obvious CGI in the the last, like, climactic battle, hanging stuff, and it was, like, obviously CG'd, which it felt like the rest of the movie blended so well. It was kind of dark. And then they went with, like, the obvious CG. Are you talking about the scene? I was like, Gotham Square Garden. Obvious. Like, why are you even doing this? Like, just... Why? There, that, there was no green screen. Clearly, clearly, Gotham Square Garden, which is a real place, fell. And there was no green screen at all. 
doing a Google close-up and he's saying it and obviously the background's not there and it's CG and I'm like, no, you did such a good job. And yeah, then, I remember that now. I remember that now. I said the exact same thing. I was like, I, I want to like this part so much, dude. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the scene overall where he's helping the people and everything, that's, you know, love it. But... There's, oh, I have so much to say about that scene. So, you know, what, Frank, should they go and see it in the theaters? Wait, Frank, what do you think? Um, I, you know, if you're feeling very lonely on a Sunday, I guess you can go to the movies. <laughs> but, I mean, you know... It, I was I was gonna go look I was gonna go see it a second time I thought I was gonna go see it because I love going to the Tushinsky and uh, up in Amsterdam I think it's a fabulous theater, um, great experience but I was like eh, uh, uh, you know, well, I could watch yeah. something else. Yeah, that's so. what I feel. I was I was gonna take Amy to see it again but I was like yeah I, I could probably wait. When is that HBO Max? I'll probably watch it again with her. But like, yeah, you I'm, have I'm your you have there. your surround sound and you have your popcorn and your and your setup. You know, you don't need to. Yeah, go. I don't. I don't think there's anything I'm missing out by. And I saw it in theaters, everyone. When I said this, I saw it in theaters. But I don't think I'll be missing out on anything seeing it at home. And I don't think anybody else out there would either. I think it's. Just I a- I mean, but again, we go back to the same thing. It's. A 46-day release, so it's one of those things where it's like, you know, also if you want to stay safe at home and you don't want to risk getting exposed to anyone who might have COVID or whatever, you know, because that's still a thing. Um, uh, I had a private screening, so, and I'll, I'll show that picture on Twitter, so Cinemagic Pod, Cab 1. You'll yeah, see but how, how'd you get a private, private screening? screening? Yeah, yeah. Well, by private screening, I mean no one else was in the theater, so there. No one else was in the theater for real. No one else was in the theater. What time did you go? <laughs> what time did you go, bro? I went in the middle of the day because I was trying to get the theater to myself, but I was like, maybe, maybe not. So I went to the first show at like one o'clock, and no one was there, so it's just me. Right, so, right. So, so I call it a private screening. You know, thanks, thanks to the Batman for sending me to a private screening. Uh, with my own money I, it, it's yeah <laughs> more of an empty theater situation but we'll call it a private screening why not i'm calling it a private screening uh you know i write this all off in taxes uh so you know that's on that's on <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't need to remind anybody that you were going to do that man that's that's the private stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i i, I say wait uh, so uh, let's get into spoilers because we got to talk about it. We just well, we, we, we got to talk about we're, it. We're man. chopping out the bits to talk about it. Um, and, and if you have watched it, continue. If you haven't, go and watch the movie. Come back. Or if you don't care about spoilers, go ahead and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, God, I hated Bruce Wayne. Can we just talk about how much Bruce Wayne? Was yes. Just... Robert Pattinson did a great job as Batman. When he was in his Batman costume, I liked him. I had no problem with his Batman. But the dour emo suicidal life is the lie bruce wayne was so like miscast and i think it was to a detriment of the movie because instead of all these powerful people that we could have naturally met through bruce wayne because bruce wayne as you know a billionaire philanthropy playboy has access to all these people he could just talk too regularly and mingle you know as he does in comic books and cartoons and everything else we get to meet these characters through that lens and get to know more about them 
instead of just getting brooding scenes of Bruce Wayne that literally add nothing, except that he's brooding, um, it literally adds nothing. And I think shortchanges some of the characters we could have gotten to and, know Gotham. Yeah, you know, one of my biggest problems with that is this. If you're... Any time that they featured a younger Bruce Wayne in... Uh, or they featured a flashback scene look at a younger Bruce Wayne. Essentially, it's in bits and pieces. Here, you get the whole shebang. Um, in, in that, he is a younger Bruce Wayne. Um, Bruce Wayne obviously has very dark emotions and struggles with mental health issues. And obviously, him being the Batman is his way of coping with that and, and his traumas. That's yeah. what's been said for years. Yes. You can't do that if both are one and the same. Yes. You can't do that if Bruce Wayne, who is supposed to be this happy-go-lucky guy that no one would ever suspect, is the first person that everyone would suspect. Yeah. And then also, I've got a real problem with the fact that instead of having Wayne Manor, which is what's been standard and tantamount and part of what you identify with Bruce Wayne, we have Wayne Tower. Here's a problem that I have with that. You know what it fucking reminded me of? When he goes into the Bat Cave, which I'm assuming is the basement. Uh, it's like, it reminded me of that movie with Damon Wayans. It was a comedy with him and um, David Allen Greer where he played Blank Man. Yes, There's I remember Blank Man. Blank Man is awesome. Yeah, Blank Man. Well, you remember that Blank Man builds like underneath yeah. a building, like a bat cave type. I yes. mean, literally, they... it's a parody of Batman. Yeah, exactly. And so, how, how cool? Yeah, like, how weird is it when the parody all of a sudden fucking becomes a reality, and you That's see so the weird. and you see the bat cave, and it just looks like a like a kid's play garage with what looks like a really awesome car. Uh, an mm -hmm. ultra shitty computer. You one of the yep. things that you get into with Batman, whether you're watching, you know, the cartoons or you're watching whatever, is you see this fucking glorious cave with an unrealistically large computer and all this fucking toys. Don't yep. tell me that that you never got into that because, like, dude, I, every kid did as a kid. That's like what drew you to Batman, like the gadgets. And also, as a person living in a city. Hiding your cave right under the city is the dumbest move. Wave Manor was also outside the city, someplace on, on the city. Suspect. Yeah, like literally overlooking the, you know, Gotham Harbor or whatever. Yep. Yeah. So you see that, and it's like, okay, right. And all he says is, "I don't care if I die. I don't care about any of these things." Alfred, you're not my like. That really yep. pissed me oh, off. How he treated Alfred? Oh, Alfred, Alfred raised him. Alfred is a key part of the Batman universe. I His saw relationship with Alfred is a key part. Yes. Of that so basically, for him to say, "Oh wow, you're away now," like it's like you're basically just looking down on him because he's your manservant. That's that's how you see him. Kind it of feels like. And I'm not saying that in the comics or the universe, Bruce hasn't had these feelings, but it's usually when he's younger. Like, you know what I mean? When he's just dealing with his parents' death and he's still, like, a child to teenager. Not when he's actually, like, grown up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like they wanted to give him the childish aspects 
with and they're like, oh, let's give him this. He's dealing with not having a father figure and being depressed over his parents and stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We see that from Bruce Wayne, but usually like right after his parents died. Uh, not bro, like but you know, years it, later he's training in Batman. But it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work at all. And you know, one of the things that pisses me off, like, is the fact that they had so many opportunities that were missed in this film because this is a younger, stronger, more vital Alfred. That could have been used a lot better. I'm not saying put a cape on Alfred and have him, ha have him go out and fight. But they basically just shit-kicked them every yep. opportunity they got. Yep. Every yes, opportunity wow. that they got, that was it. And then... Did he, have, did he have like ten lines maybe in the whole movie? Maybe. He had probably I didn't count them, but it wasn't. It, it couldn't have been. It, at best, it was. It was twenty, and I'm being generous. Yeah, he I'm had being... three scenes, I think, and I'm including his blow-up scene. Um, <laughs> no, four scenes. We well, yeah, because then you know, and, and that really pissed me off too. Oh my god, did that ever piss me off? Like that whole run around with that whole scene about, um, you know, it, okay. So now they they're making it more street. They're bringing in characters that i hadn't seen in other films like um was it falcone right yeah falcone, uh -huh. falcone the roman the mo the mobster which i think was played great by uh torturo by john yep. torturo who's a tremendous actor um on his own right <clears throat> that scene where thomas wayne takes a bullet away from him that's from the longest uh, that's from the um, the like the last batman animated film uh the, i think yeah, it's the longest it in the long halloween the long yeah. halloween yeah they are they have they took that from there and rather than actually make it work they used it to take a character that had some degree of moral compass and make him an even bigger asshole and which would have worked if that would have been your big bad but since he wasn't you just basically set him up for just for a murder scene yep which to me didn't really make sense um yep. they revealed the relationship between him and catwoman which again would have worked great if that would have been your big bad and you were trying to do some kind of story but like you're taking different aspects and you're putting them in while the payout, meanwhile, is elsewhere. And it's not yeah. even a strong payout, to be honest. Because the, the thing with... I love how the Riddler was portrayed. I think they finally did it right because the Riddler has grown yes, his character. I actually, I agree with you. I really like the Riddler. But I, I don't think that the payout on the Riddler was as good as it could have been. He does kind of get the last laugh because he blows up everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like a win for the bad guy, which you don't ever really see in Batman movies. Mm -hmm. You know? Which is cool, because I, I, I like seeing that occasionally where the bad guy will get one over on the fucking superhero. It's like, okay, there's, you know, you're not no, going to no, get... I, I think they just did a... When I say, like, the city's alive and it, it is, it's a grounded and realistic movie, it's because 
Joker or someone else has always blown up Gotham Harbor or stuff, you know? And they just, Batman arrests them, they go, the city is saved, and everyone moves on, right? right. And it's not like, and you're like, well, no, if the city flooded, that would be, like, a huge deal. <laughs> like, you know, it's not just... Yeah, no, this is going to be a problem for, like, the next six films. Yeah, if you decide to go this direction, this is like the flood is going to be an issue. Yeah, and you know? so, I mean, obviously, and I have to say this because the CGI moment, of course, I call it the Katrina moment because that whole thing was just an homage to Katrina. Literally, they had pe a city flood, people hide in a stadium, the stadium starts flooding, and Batman literally saves them from Katrina. That is literally what they did at the end of this movie. They had a Katrina moment with bad CGI. Do not know where that comes from. That to me, I hated that. Uh, I, I, the, that last act, I think, was unnecessary with the whole stadium. And I think it was just there to make Batman have a Katrina moment for a symbol of hope. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that ending. I just say that I didn't like. That yeah, I, I mean, the I, whole, I yeah, like the it's because... just flooding the city. I think would have been enough. You could have cut that with the Joker right there. He just wins. Floods the city. He's like, I thought you'd enjoy me causing all this chaos and renewal, renewing the city by washing it out with the flood. And That's the thing, it. and That's the thing is, that I think they also spent too much damn time on that too. Where it was like, now we have a signal. They start with that, mm -hmm. and it is about fear. And I'm vengeance. Got it. I've seen Batman the animated series. I get it. Got it. To jump from that to it's a symbol of hope and I have to be a symbol of hope, you didn't need to spend the entire movie doing that. I don't feel. like. And he only realizes that from a Katrina moment. Again, I need to specify this is a Katrina moment. <laughs> this movie literally does. <laughs> Once you know it, you cannot see it. It's literally a super dumb Katrina moment. They're saying that he's a symbol of hope. It's a really weird thing to end on. I don't know why they did it like that. I'm the light in the darkness. Really, man? F from what? From how have you become the light in the darkness from literally just a bunch of bad guys? Um, I say people from Katrina. Cool, man, I guess. Um, it's a weird moment. I don't like that. I don't like that's how, that's how it becomes a I, I mean, like, a, I know, I know what they were trying to go for, but the problem is when you've, you've spent the entire movie... With Bruce Wayne being like the most hateful prick that could ever possibly exist, and this is one really one scene that really bothered me, to be honest. And I don't know if it bothered you, but it just pissed me off. It's like he goes as Bruce Wayne to talk to Falcone, right? Mm -hmm. They have this conversation, and it seems intense. And now he feels he's got every answer, so. He goes to Alfred in the hospital because Alfred has not blown up. Hasn't even woken up yet. Yeah, and he's just fucking pissing all over him yet again. Yeah. Call you him know? A liar. And then Alfred basically says, no, this is what happened. And it's like, wait a second, you're supposed to be the greatest detective of all time in the history... And, and you he, couldn't have realized that this guy was actually lying to you? He's a fucking mobster. Like, he does not have a sterling clean reputation for telling the truth. Why yeah. in the hell would you actually be, like, even believe? And don't tell me that it's because he's a younger Bruce Wayne. Because 
By the time Bruce Wayne was 25 to 28 years old, he was already a proven badass that knew exactly what he was doing and how. And he I'm knew. I'm gonna say this. You know, he's a failed detective in this movie. He doesn't. All he does is break some ciphers, but he never gets Riddler's plan. He never figures out who the rat is. Someone has to tell him. He never figures it breaks out. out. Breaks the ciphers with the help of Alfred. Yeah, but he never figures anything out. Think about this. He didn't figure out Carmine was there. Someone had to tell him. He didn't figure out Carmine was the rat. He literally didn't figure that out. That was the whole thing. He couldn't even figure that out. And, and I sat there like halfway through the movie. I'm like, well, it's obviously Carmine. <laughs> I'm like, well, obviously Carmine. Yeah, obviously it's, it's, clearly, it's clearly that. The only... The one penguin before Carmine. I'm like, in real life, we know mobsters freaking squeal to get better deals on their enemies. And not once did yeah, he Yeah, Sammy think... Gravano, who's got a podcast, <laughs> is a great example. Uh, even some of Escobar's people flipped on him at the end. Listen, we know people flip and give information. It's not that crazy to assume the mobster did. It's not that crazy um, to assume that the main guy would do that and then use it to his advantage. Because, you know, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be realistic, if you want to be realistic, then fucking be realistic and that's how it works. Let's do simple logic to deduction. Every single powerful person is going to the Iceberg Lounge and doing drugs and getting dirt. Who's run by Penguin, whose main boss is Falcone. They all have an underground freaking thing together. Who's it most likely? I don't know. The one who owns the mob thing that they all go to? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> How is Carmine not even on the list of suspects? He literally owns the place that they all go to. He's the boss of it. He never leaves it so much. That's established in the... Uh, get my blood pressure going about how he's a terrible detective. But, but and, and it's really because, again, I feel like in a better movie with a better Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne would have been doing the detective of the powerful people, being just Bruce Wayne, going in and talking and through his foundation and Wayne, uh, and Wayne Enterprises, getting information that he would have needed. Uh, in there, you know the sly way that Bruce Wayne does, but in yeah, here, and and, and to me, to me, the the bad thing about that is like there's no understanding in this film, at least, that Bruce Wayne is a completely different character than Batman. Like you yep. can't like he's playing two roles, so therefore you have to be able to play two roles. And this is not a knock on Pattinson. He's just reading what they give him and doing what they're asking him to do. However, I'm saying that this was not a way to fucking portray Bruce Wayne. And I heard from, I think it was from the writers or the producers, oh, we wanted to make him more Kurt Cobain-like. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even justify that? Like, what, what, like, when he showed up in the sports car at the funeral, right? And they're like, oh, shit, it's Bruce Wayne. I was like, oh, okay, we're about to see that switch. You know, Robert Pattinson's like, no, yeah, looking no. at his ticket. And I'm like, oh, he's thinking, like, fuck, I've got to be, you know, i got to be Bruce Wayne for no. these people. It seemed like the perfect moment to show that switch. And it, it felt like it was building to it. But then that switch never happened, and he was just remote emo kid. And I was like, oh, but that's a perfect opportunity to show that switch. Since we know who he is as Batman, and that's more akin to who he is. But all of a sudden, in front of a camera, he just switches and shows a whole nother side. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He gets taller, more goofy, and, like, relaxed, and says something, and is charming. But instead, they did nothing 
to just make And also, uh, another thing that really pissed me off. He looks so scrawny, and where Batman looked buff. But the 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 fucking the fucking like background really pissed me off. Just the way that they played around with background story. Um, oh, because essentially what they're saying at this point, like the one thing that you like about Bruce Wayne's parents is that his father was supposed to be at, at least up and up until every in every film up until the Joker where he was a total dick, and this film. He's supposed to be this guy that's so genuinely altruistic and, and charitable that he doesn't just have Wayne Enterprises. He has his own medical practice where he's being, like, he's helping people, right? Yeah. Um, because he's, he knows that his job is to give back because he's been blessed. Yeah. Now, it's like they're featuring it like he was running for mayor... But the fact of the matter is, he had something happen to a person who ended up getting killed as a result of him asking someone from the mob to give him a beating or scare them because they were getting too close to the fact that his wife um, had been in a mental institution and was, you know, part of the uh-oh Arkham family. Now, all of a sudden, Martha is, you know, who who's one of the lesser-known characters in the Batman universe... Now Martha's a part of the Arkham uh, family. So, it's like, you know, you're not giving me anything to like. Because essentially, what I'm getting from Bruce Wayne right now is he's nothing more than a fucking uh, pissed off, capricious, uh, rich boy that just wants to kick someone's ass on a daily basis because he's mad. I also agree with you, and in the film... They literally talk about that in the film, and I don't feel they ever addressed it to why it's good that he's Batman. Because the Riddler brings up that about Bruce Wayne. Oh, poor Bruce Wayne, going to the Ivory Tower of the Orphan. The mayor's like, you know, you're you're used to give money. Now you don't. Like, you're not helping out the city. Like, <laughs> And even Alfred is kind of like, oh, you're just kind of angry and mad. Maybe there's better ways to help the city. And at all points, they all made good points. And Batman never kind of addresses it. Like, no, you know, it, 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 it's just not... It's not only the fact that he doesn't address it. It's the fact that you... You don't get... The one thing that I've always liked about Batman, all right, is the fact that... Batman is willing to sacrifice life and limb. He is a human being trying to optimize both his mind and body to a degree that he can actually present a problem and a real challenge <clears throat> for any and all aliens and metahumans that even think about invading Earth. This is on the broader scope of things, obviously. But it's not that far from reality also when you talk about Gotham City, given his rogues gallery. So, um, there was a line in Batman, it was in Justice League, um, and it was during the episode where they decided to do the series finale of Batman Beyond, which had already been off the air for, I think, like two years. This was in Justice League Unlimited, Into the Future, Bruce Wayne's now, like, almost 100 years old, Terry McGinnis is older, and, you know, and Amanda Waller says there was never anyone who cared more about his fellow man than Bruce Wayne. 
that line right there still to this day watching that episode it gives me chills because of the way that it was delivered because it was about caring and it's like i don't care about this give a fuck about the city i just want to kick some ass yeah you people are worth you know, your actions have consequences like, well yeah <laughs> right and your actions don't uh like the one thing that i loved though the one the one let the orphanage close yeah like to me bruce wayne would never let the wayne orphanage close ever no like even in his younger years that's something that he'd make sure would be funded and he literally was didn't do crap this is not a person who cared Except for beating up people, which he opens up with beating up teenagers. Just want to put that out there. He opens with beating up teenagers. Um, it's one of those things where you're just like, okay, the movie's bringing up these good, valid points about why he's Batman. And the only way they justify him being Batman is literally the third act, Katrina act. That's literally hey, the Hey, wait a second. Act. The teenagers, just to, just to bring this up, and I don't know if I'm right about this, but one of the teenagers, the one that decides that he doesn't want to kill anybody or whatever, is yes, is Tim, in Titans. Yes, I fucking knew it. I knew it. That's Tim Drake. Yep, Tim Drake and Titans. Yeah, which they could be alluding to here. I don't know. I I don't even think that was really on purpose. I think he just auditioned and probably got the part prior to being in Titans. Who knows? I don't I don't believe that was. Yeah, because this was recorded way before. Yeah, this, this was done a while back ago. You know so. But, um, so maybe they should have probably cut that scene out, or at least that part of the scene out, you know, for continuity purposes. I know, I know we're dealing with multiple universes, but, you know, let's not overplay the hand. I, I'm, I'm gonna say this, the Batman's better than Titans, though. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say this, I made some stool earlier, that was better than Titans, too. Uh, uh, and, uh, Hawk, uh, wait, Hawk and Dove, yes. Dove? No, Hawk. Hawk. Hawk is on Jack Reacher now, and that is a much better show on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I mean, again, Hit Monkey is a better show. I mean, there's so many better shows. But to get back to the Batman, so Bruce Wayne, I just think this was just, it was just missing Bruce Wayne, and I think some of the, like, the, the, the real problems I have with the movie, like, it's overly long, and I don't feel like I get to know a lot of the side characters, could have been As, fixed yeah. by having an active Bruce Wayne instead of a moody Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and, and also, I will say this, though, and this was my, one of my absolute favorite scenes in the movie, because this is how you... This is how you counteract the, the shit that really annoys people. Okay? Take the Batmobile, alright, and just pan ever so slowly... And just that thing revving up, which was like music to my ears because I'm a car guy. Fucking revving up engines is like love. And then you see the fire. Now you don't see the whole fucking thing. And you hear the music and the music just builds up. And holy shit, that scene was like the fucking... I mean, and then... And then Jeffrey um, Wright, who was so great as Gordon, because that guy... You could, look, if you want to make anything that's bad, like, not bad, just put Jeffrey Wright in, and he's that good. Yeah, no, he's... Jeffrey Wright was amazing in this. And... I did like their relationship, but I hated how much Batman walked through scenes. Does that make sense? 
Because Batman, we always know him as the person who just appears even at crime scenes. He just oh, you mean when Jeffrey Wright's walking him into the fucking scene? He walks him into so many places. I was just like, all right, I kind of need Batman to stop walking into places. Part of the mystique of Batman is that they never know how the fuck he keeps knowing shit and showing up. He just shows the fuck up. And that's really, like, mysterious and cool and superhero-ish. But just mm. getting walked in by cops? Kind of not. Like, you know? Yeah, it felt really odd. Yeah, and I was like, I, if there was one change I could make about the relationship, stop having him walk. It's walk just, my biggest, problem, my biggest problem is, like, I could imagine the conversations, like, uh, hey, Gordon. What are, what are you gonna do tonight? Uh, I don't know, man. I got a I got a a crime scene that I gotta go to. Can I go? Can you? <laughs> can I get a pass? Do you have a pass? Can I get a buddy pass? Yeah. Can I get a pass? That's that's what I felt. It's like in the mayor house, just coming out of the shadows and being like, "Did you see the the you know like just just handing out clues and being like oh, the whole thing to me yeah, the whole thing to me was just." So, God, just weird. It felt, I, you know, I can't, it, it felt, silly. it felt it wrong. Felt no, it felt wrong. 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 It's like, if you take a shower, but at the same time, you cover yourself in chicken feces while taking a, a shower. Now, I've never done that. But also something tells me that attempting it would be wrong and stupid and silly and um, off-putting to a lot of people. All right? Um, so, kids, if you're going to take a shower, don't use chicken feces. But my point is, like, it just, it's so off. Yeah. It's so fucking off. And, I mean. Up the cool factor. Just have a beer. Just have a beer. We don't need to know. How he got, like, we don't need to see it visually, how he just shows up out of a shadow or how he's on a windowsill. <clears throat> just show us in there how he enters the scene. I think that makes the movie 100% better. It's so weird that he keeps walking him in, walking everywhere. I saw Batman walk in this movie more than I've ever seen Batman walk. Like, it's just so much. Like, yeah, no, Batman, Batman, Batman didn't, Batman didn't, he got his steps in on this one. You know, with the bad stepper. I, that, that's all I needed. I was just like, I needed him to just... Because they started off with the movie, I think, so well that he could possibly be in any shadow. And then they turned it into, after that opening scene, no, nah, he's not in any shadow. You could just literally see him walking down the street. He walks everywhere. He's just walking, guys. So, so back to the car. Back to the car. My point, exactly, it was back to the car. That fucking scene was epic. That is so epic. I have not seen a, a car scene that good in a long, long time. All I have to say about that car scene, though, is a ton of people died, and they did not arrest Penguin for it. Like, someone needed to be responsible for that highway crash with those several semi-trucks turning over and catching on fire. There were a lot of deaths on the highway. Oh, yeah. Nobody okay. even got arrested. So the way that we would explain that is that in Gotham, you know, people are so used to things like that that they usually just know how to fly out of the car automatically and land on their feet. I mean, Gordon saw him in the car. Can I possibly ID you? No. Yeah, he caught I think, I think <clears throat> that's, that's, that's one of the things that kind of bothered me a little bit, too. Uh, you know, Penguin has always been a pretty heavy character in Batman and, and one of his lead, like, rogues. 
So to basically turn him into base, you know, just a hired sort of stereotypical thug, which is kind of what he looks. It, it, way it's, up, like he always works his way up and feels it's his destiny or whatever. <clears throat> so. More yeah. of a gentleman because of his background. So, but I agree with you. They did make him more thuggish, rather than more like um, no nobility. noble. Yeah, I mean he's Oswald Cobblepot. He's not, you know, not um, not. What... He doesn't call himself the Penguin. Like other people. No, they call him Oz. Yeah, they call him Oz. They're Oz. Yeah, but he would never. But you know what I mean, because he's an air of dignity around him, because he wears a fucking monocle and has an umbrella. Like, it's not, it's not, he's more foppish than he is thuggish. Hey, but man, I... let me tell you something. You, if you would wear a monocle and walked around with an umbrella and a gray suit, you would command the respect of all. Yes, I would. I'd be a Fonzor family type character. Um, <laughs> that is a reference for us out there. I still remember you, Fonsworth. Uh, if you listen to that out there, uh, we we love to have you on the podcast. Anyways, um, so no, but it's just so I agree with you. They really made him more thuggish, mm-hmm. which I feel like works for um, what's his name who becomes Black Mask? Oh, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, Black Mask basically. Roman Sionis, uh, I think. Yeah. So you know any of his more gangster-like characters who come through, which Oswald is mafia-ish, but he's not thuggish. So I agree with you there. He's not a thug. He commands thugs. There's a difference. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So there's a, he has an air of, uh, uh, of aristocracy around him, uh, of the noble elite. And as as it was built as it was built originally in um, Batman Returns, actually, which Danny DeVito I think did a better job of of doing that while still creating a kind of disgusting looking character <laughs> i love and people give shit on batman returns i love batman returns I I, love no i do batman. too that's what i'm saying it's like the look was of that of of obviously a villain and and you can never change that but there are reasons and there are well introduced reasons for why he becomes a villain and it has to do with the fact and they did this in Batman the Animated Series numerous times where Penguin is alluding to his background as Oswald Cobble, part of the Cobblepot family, mm-hmm. you know, who was rejected because of his looks. Yes. So, you know, but yeah, I think, again, but, you know, again, I got to give Colin Farrell credit because <clears throat> didn't know it was him. No. Not even close. But yeah, yeah I, I didn't notice him either, but I am missing that. And maybe if we got more with the Penguin rather than he should have been arrested. Again, I just feel like our role galleries and the people that we have were just shortchanged so we could see brooding Bruce Wayne. Like, most of the scenes of brooding Bruce Wayne literally added nothing. They literally added nothing. And if you cut the third they act subtract. Katrina moment... If you cut the third act Katrina moment, because I really think it's a weird moment and it's unnecessary and unneeded, I think the Riddler flooding the city is just enough. You could put that back from him himself being Bruce Wayne and Batman, realizes that he could do more as both. Like, even as Bruce Wayne, like, oh, crap, man. You know, all this time I've been thinking that Batman is the true hero, like here, because of the vengeance. But the work I can do to help renew this city, hope. That's what I need to give people hope. 
in both of my jobs, I need to give them hope as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. He can learn that lesson there. He never has to do a Katrina moment. He can learn it from balancing his two personalities and his two worlds together where he kind of is like, oh, as Bruce Wayne, I think this is a mask and I really don't care and it's all just fluff to realizing like, oh, I'm actually doing really good work. Hope is actually important as this vengeance that yeah like, I, the mean, I, I, I can be me muscle i can be muscle when it's necessary but that's not all that's necessary that's it yeah because when riddler's like <clears throat> when when riddler's sitting there's like oh because of you you showing me violence right and all that and really having that just position about bruce wayne if you had a bruce wayne that actually did something rather than being emo and if he still hated bruce wayne was like oh bruce wayne's alive he's trying to do all this but you know he really never looks in and looks for more tries to give people hope Anyways, I would just rewrite that speech and have a more active Bruce Wayne, more of this with all the other side of the characters, and I think that moment becomes stronger, and Batman, being a true detective and smart person, and with the help of Alfred, can come to that conclusion himself, right? And rather than brooding, I hate everyone, and I have to have a Katrina moment to do it, because I think the Katrina moment sucks, I think Bruce Wayne sucks, I think if you get rid of both of those and make a more active, greater Bruce Wayne, uh, don't sidetrack Alfred too much so he can have these talks with Alfred to think about who he is. Because that's the great thing about his relationship with Alfred. Alfred's Alfred, his mentor. It's his mentor, but Alfred doesn't tell him what to do. And Batman does whatever he wants. Like, Bruce does whatever he wants. But Alfred's kind of always his voice of reason or always making you think about yeah. his actions yeah. to make him think about everything so he can come to his own conclusion. And he always thanks Alfred for having those guiding moments and being there. So much as a mentor, a father figure, and a friend, which is Alfred is. And in this movie, he's none of that, really. He's just, like, a butler. And, um, you know, one of the things that really bothers me is as he's about to blow up, um, he seems more concerned about Alfred when he's in, in Batman gear than he is when he's as, as Bruce Wayne. And then when they ask him, does he have any family, he's like, nah, I'm all there is. But he doesn't say no. He's like a father of me, or like he doesn't say anything. Like no, I'm all there is. Like I'm, I'm just here because I need to be here because this stupid asshole, you know, yep. um, got himself blown up. You know, and also, <clears throat> you know, they go after him on Wayne Tower. I mean, that is so fucking obvious. The whole thing is obvious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, <clears throat> you know, all I gotta do is go down to the fucking basement and I see your project car and I see, you know, the, uh, the Alienware computer that you built at the mall. Um, you know. I, I'm so surprised that he's not even afraid having cops everywhere. I'm like, here's a great scene where Bruce Wayne, again, if you have a more active Bruce, yeah. is trying to charm his way out of police officers looking into stuff that may think that he's Batman, right? Because to me, my movie would be a little more fun too because this movie's dour because emo brooding Batman. Uh, I think if you have a more active Bruce Wayne, it's a good scene to, again, show those two different, uh, di uh, differences. And that would be a great scene to actually tour Wayne Tower, because at this point, we don't really know what Wayne Tower is. And that bomb scene, we don't really see it. We see a room through the whole movie. And well, my, pro nice my problem is that Wayne Tower has always been about Wayne Enterprises and not an apartment building. I agree. 
But if you, you know? were going to do it, that's the perfect time to show it off, right? Or else, why even make the change? To me, why? Yeah, make the, the change. change the change was unnecessary. It? The change was completely unnecessary. I felt, I felt that what this movie, what really harmed this movie, was the fact that they took varying pieces. And the problem with with Bat with Batman having so much source material is you've got a ton of source material that you could work with. Like you could feature Batman in any number of roles. So, but when you take a little bit of each and you mix them, you got to be really careful what you're mixing together. Yeah. Because that doesn't mean what worked. It, like if we watch Batman Heart of the Dragon right now, which I freaking love. Yeah. Okay. It takes place in the seventies and stuff like that. And we decide, hey, let's write a Batman film. And we're going to put it in the 70s, but it's going to be a darker version of Adam West with a Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton. And all that might sound like a freaking $10 billion movie. All right? But the fact of the matter is, is, as good as it may look, because this movie, and I'll give them that for the majority, pretty much everything was extremely well shot. The effects were great, except for that one thing yeah. that you mentioned. Everything was great. But... If you're not, if you're over mixing the story, that's like basically putting together a cocktail with like twenty parts everything, except for one part which I've never seen but was really creepy. Is when Bruce Wayne, yes, Batman, I guess to say, was literally watching Selena Kyle get dressed when he literally was stalking her and watching her undress and get dressed. What a weird moment! Why even include that? I mean, that's so weird. That's so weird to see our hero literally peep because she doesn't know he's watching, literally from binoculars across the room, watch a woman undress and then dress. That is literally a crime. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. Look, that look, man. Batman and Bruce both got emotions. She's a beautiful woman. That is such a weird take. For yeah, well, it, it's, it's not a Batman thing to do. That is so weird. He yeah. literally watches a woman dress and undress without her knowledge. That is such a weird thing to have your hero do. That is sexual assault. It's a crime. And that is something that Bruce Wayne literally does in the first like 20 minutes of this movie. And it's something I could not unsee once I saw it. I was like, holy shit, do they have the hero being a peeping Tom? He's literally watching a woman undress and yet breathing. He's breathing heavy. They literally have breathing heavy sounds during it. And it's such a weird scene. I, we haven't talked about it yet, and holy shit, I need to talk about that scene. Why include that scene? It's, Out of all the things to include, it's what you call it's what you call a masturbation scene. Um, is, that's such a weird scene. It's such a weird scene. Come on, man. Is that not a weird scene? Did you not feel uncomfortable watching that scene? I mean, I felt that it it made it a little too real. I think, like, it just. Because a hero, a superhero is not supposed to do that, right? You know, you're supposed to be gentle and and law-abiding and all this other stuff. Like, no, no one should watch a woman undress and dress without their permission. No, like, no one. <laughs> Look, we at Treskelion do not actually. Um, <laughs> we I'm do not. Say, I, it's wild to me that that was in the Batman. It's literally. It, it's very wild because what the problem and here's. Here's how that would be justified, and I don't, I wouldn't agree with this because I actually, you know, I was creeped out by that as well. Um, to say he's younger, 
or he's a man experiencing emotional turmoil or this other shit i'm like don't give me that um it's like he if he's looking out for the city and wants to be the symbol of hope and vengeance and blah 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 then <clears throat> you don't you know you don't focus you know if you're able to and desire and, and and are capable of leaving her in that iconic scene where they basically go different directions in motorcycles then why in the hell are you fucking staring her down like you're about to you know bust through her window and yeah. shit like that that was like a bit much yeah yeah no, that that was a bit much uh to, to speak about selena kyle zoe kravitz I liked her. I, I have literally nothing bad to say. I uh, you know, I her. like Zoe Kravitz a lot. Um, I think she's really come into her own, and I think she can really own different like characters that she does. Because she did this one um, where she played a girl that would not leave her home, and I forget what the name of the movie was, but it was really, really, really good. Um, God damn it, it was fairly recently. She works for like a security company, witnesses a crime, and oh yes, I actually just saw that one. That was uh, Kimmy. Kimmy, and yeah, I thought she was great in that too. So I love Zoe Kravitz. I have nothing negative to say about her as Catwoman. I thought she was really good, um, and she does a really great job of capturing the essence. And again, here it is. It's the essence of a character. She mm -hmm. captures the essence of Selena Kyle, down to the last little bit smart yep. savvy quick on her on her toes the whole time um yeah, never know what's kind of the actual her for even when they first met her and she slowly changes I, I, I love that yeah no i love that part of it and and i would say that pattinson did that as batman just not as bruce wayne yeah this and again is... that's not a, i can't i can't even blame pattinson that's just really the director and the direction they took and just bruce the writing wayne. in general because if you're writing a character where you're telling me that he's brooding and that would be a part of the description like it's a brooding character but yep. fuck why would you batman is always going to be dark yeah. by nature even look even when they had george clooney it still had some darkness to it it was minimal but it was there mm -hmm. so batman is always going to be dark there's always going to be a darkness to everything that surrounds batman in any way shape or form um, you know, even when they make Ben Affleck everyone's favorite uncle in Justice League, he was still dark as Batman. Mm -hmm. So there's a darkness to that. Dark. You know, there's there's a darkness to that, a huge darkness to that. With Bruce Wayne, it's a matter of being able to marry the cape and cowl while at the same time pretending to be someone that you're not. I think Michael Keaton's by far one of the better ones at doing that. Yeah. Um, I love I loved his Bruce Wayne, um, you know, but this this Bruce was god awful, just god awful. Uh, and I'm gonna say this as we're already reaching an hour mark talking about this film. Um, I agree with you. It doesn't make me want to see a sequel. I guess it is right now. It doesn't make me want to see a sequel. If I do see a sequel, I, I should say wrong. I'm, I'm willing to see a sequel, but I won't see it in theater. I'll wait until it comes out. Because this movie didn't do anything that really does anything for me uh, so much. Like, The Penguin, I was like, cool, I got your take on The Penguin. 
that's cool. It's not. I, I. It's fine. It's not really what I drive with. I'd rather watch any of the animated movies or another big one. Uh, yeah. Falcone's dead. Mm-hmm. There. Batman. I don't care about their Bruce. I don't. Alfred. I don't really even know Alfred. Like, there's nothing here that makes me go. Oh, I can't wait to see the next one. I'm just like, cool. This was cool, and I'm done. I mean, to me, it like here's the way this works for me. I'm a Batman fan, obviously, because I grew up with it, as did you, as did you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always gonna have, <clears throat> I'm always gonna have a love for Batman. But this isn't, this isn't like the thing that I'll be like. You know, they, again, as you said, they did a great job of stripping several things down. The city was great. Marvelous. The car was marvelous. I thought that not having Batman depend on gadgets as much as on other films was actually pretty damn good because, actually, he only uses the battering, what, like twice? Yep, and it's one battering. (laughs) It's one battering, so it's like... It's like he's still getting that. So, uh, you know, they stripped it down to a degree. And I thought oh, that was okay. And, oh, and we didn't talk about the fighting, but I just want to agree with you there. I like the fight scenes in this. I think the, no, fight the fight scenes are ridiculous. Because they really ridiculous. made it feel like a guy. Just a guy. Fighting. You know what I mean? Like, Batman seems like a man, but the way he gets through fights and his brutality, with his, especially having that bulletproof suit yourself, which just those hits, and then the brutality just coming after, it was like, yeah, I get why criminals would be like, this dude just comes out the shadows and starts beating the crap out of you, and no matter what you do, you can't do anything, right? Uh, and it seems like you can, because it's just a man, but that man just overcomes you with, like, the straight... There's, yeah, there's, there's, like, there's, like, a massive... And I love that about this film. And again, I think we were both here in the same spot. Like, it's not the greatest Batman film of all time. No. By far not the worst either. No. But it, it, it creates a sort of ambivalence because of what it does and, this, and certain things that it does that maybe it shouldn't have done. And, you know, um, it, and it, it just is what it is. I feel that maybe sometimes the story was a bit rushed. Certain parts of the story were a bit rushed. And uh, other parts, other parts... No, it, it, like, you rushed because you're telling 20 fucking things and you're not, and you're not like, marrying any of them enough for me to care. Because I'm starting to think that I'm going to see this, the development of the Batman, and I kind of do, but he's already talking about the fucking signal. So clearly he's already been around for a couple of years. Yep. You know, I, I started getting interested in Carmine as a villain because I like Carmine Falcone because Carmine Falcone is an awesome villain. But it's like, oh, no, we're just going to put you in a light and kill you like a punk-ass bitch. Like, as good as you are at being a rat and a bastard, we're just going to kill you off like that. And again, a more active Bruce Wayne can actually talk to these people rather than Bruce somewhere else. Because I agree with you. I love the side characters, but I didn't get enough of them. No. I felt the movie was too long, but I also felt it was rushed all at the same time. Yeah, you're rushing out because because here's the thing. You're rushing out the characters that are supposed to play uh, a key support role. You're rushing them out. I mean, I only get four Alfred scenes, and all the time I just feel bad for Alfred. I'm like, can't you call EEOC? Does Gotham not have that? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree with you. And the Riddler, when we finally got his reveal, I was like, cool, man. It's finally going to get talk or dogma. Batman's going to finally have to figure out or do to. And it really is like, not nah, Katrina act. Forget the Riddler. And I'm like, oh, don't just, don't just Heath Ledger Dark Knight it where he goes to prison on purpose. That's what they did. They just brought that back. Um, <laughs> to only still have a plan and other stuff happening. It's like, come on. Uh, I, just, I, I, I felt that that was too long. Like, once that scene comes, I was like, okay, this movie's wrapping up. Then we had the whole third act Katrina scene, which had a bunch of side characters that, again, we didn't get to know too well. And the flood, it, it just, it, it all And I mean, in the end, in the end, how Riddler just basically thing. tells him, like, um, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. And I'm like, man, that is actually a poignant and actual factual statement that he's making. He's calling yes. you a dumbass because you failed to basically see right through his plan and figure out what you needed to do um, yes. in order to make this work. Again, Batman actually doesn't defeat the Riddler. No. Riddler does, Batman doesn't defeat him. He doesn't actually ever find out anything. That the no, Riddler, Riddler pretty much allows himself to get caught. That's pretty much it. He kills everyone he sets out to kill. Yeah. With Batman's help. Right yeah. from Batman. And at the end, he's just drinking coffee. Yeah. I mean, what kind of badassery is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so seriously, so I'm like, so, like I said, people call Batman in this whole movie, and I think they're all right, and the movie never justifies why there's a Batman. They just no. tell us that Batman's cool, and because of Katrina, we need Batman. And I'm like, that's a weird message, that because of Katrina, we need Batman. That's a weird message, and it's why I'm ambivalent on it. That's why I'm like, at best, just see it at home. I don't think I'll ever see a sequel. I, I don't need Katrina Batman. Because that's what I'm going to call this one. I'm calling him Katrina Batman. KB for me. Matt oh Long, my Katrina. god, that's terrible. <laughs> I guess that's what he is. He's Katrina Batman for that one. Um, uh, and just like Katrina, it was a very sad time. Just yeah. as sad as he was. So, Katrina yeah, yeah, Batman. Yeah, I mean, fuck. He could have helped with some fucking canned goods or something, man. I was going to have a scene at least of Bruce Swain pledging help or support. Oh, Anything. you mean like that awesome scene in, I think it was Batman v Superman, where a building is coming down and Bruce Wayne is running into it to try to help people out? That yeah. scene? Yeah. yeah. That was it. Anything. Wait, was that in Batman v Superman or was that in Justice League? That was Batman v Superman, I believe. Yeah, which I, just makes me miss... Superman come back, yeah. Yeah, it makes me miss Ben Affleck, man. I think he's coming back for one more run, though. Yeah, I, I you know, it's just, the, it's just the writing of this. It's the direction. I, I love the city. I love some of the groundedness, but I'm I'm already ready for a new take. I'm already ready for a new take of Batman. I don't need another one, really, with this one. I'm glad DC is doing, like, multi-universe, so I, they don't have to, they're not trying to build franchises, because I can't wait to see the next one that is not this one. Uh, oh, you mean the one in the in the Flash? That's coming in the Flash. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm excited for any DC movies. The Batman is basically what I thought DC movies were going to be post Zack Snyder. Um, it it, it kind of proved everything. Middling, okay, not too bad, not too good. Trying to still be gritty to to appease the Snyder people. Trying to do something new, but because superhero stuff they don't come up with anything new and just kind of put nostalgia bits from everywhere to try to satisfy everyone 
but ultimately satisfying really no one and just kind of being okay. Uh, that's the way I felt that all DC movies are gonna go, and uh, I, I feel the Batman proved me wrong. I I just I don't know. For me, the Batman was just the Batman. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, you know, I, I'm not because there wasn't any ultimately satisfying thing that I saw in there, with the exception of the car chase scene. If I'm being completely honest. Um, you know, superhero films are action films at their core. Yep. When you decide you want to interrupt that with a brooding story of a tragic character and you want to overstep that story, you are taking away from, the, from what that hero is supposed to be. And that's fine for Batman, but don't fucking give me that for three hours. Yeah, no, I agree. I just want to say this. Make a film noir. They keep going around trying to make a film noir for Batman with, like, all the serious movies. And I'm like, just do it. Just make a film noir with Batman. Just do it. I think Stop they should do, I think they should do, I think they should do, like, my, my take would either be anywhere between the 30s and the 70s. And it's not necessarily a take. I just keep seeing Batman dancing around film noir. And I'm like, stop dancing around it. Just do it. Right? Like, it's not, you either do it or don't do it. I honestly would rather have, and I've said this, I think, a couple podcasts back, but I'd rather have a sillier take on Batman. Not like George Clooney silly. No, that's okay, what I meant I'm, in between 30s and 70s, because if you look at 30s through 70s, the storylines were a little bit sillier. If you look at the show where uh, Diedrich Bader voiced Batman, he was only Batman on the show, I think. Um, and he was always in the blue outfit with the shorter ears, and they were always having these fucking one-liner. The show ran for like three seasons. I forget what it was. It Was it the Batman? No, I have to. The, the one with Diedrich Bader um, as, as the voice of Batman. I'm looking it up, but you can continue talking. But that show was fun as hell. You know, it was it was a little corny. I mean, it was a little not corny, but it was campy. Was it the Brave and the Bold? Yes, the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Yes, I mean, and that's what I'm talking about. Honestly, something more where we could have fun with Batman again, a little bit, even more Tim Burton style esque uh, from the original Batman and Batman Returns. Where you can take yourself seriously, but also it's not crazy to see a penguin shoot a rocket launcher or a guy with Joker balloons running down the street. Like, you know, I want both. I want some of the, the outlandishness of Gotham City and the rogue villain um, really in there. Because yeah. I feel Tim Burton did a good job of doing both. Gotham City was still gothic. It was very, it, it was very alive. It had its own unique look. Batman was kind of serious, but still goofy. Like, you know, they had dark storylines, but again, Jack Nichols running through a museum literally spray-painting shit. You know what I mean? And running for mayor with goofy... Like, I, I need some of that goofiness in. Some of the silliness, the comic bookness in. I want a Doom Patrol version of Batman, basically. I want the seriousness, but I want the silliness that I think that all movies post because of Clooney's Batman has just gotten rid of is the comic book silliness. I need that comic book silliness coming back. Yeah, in. see, that's the problem is, like, with Clooney's Batman, they decided they did, like, what they did wrong 
is they brought like three villains and teamed them up and then they took Bane who's one of the smarter villains in the Batman universe and made him into a freaking idiot you know and but it was so camp that everyone hated it they're like well no camp in Batman anymore and it's like no 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 you can have camp in Batman I think it was over camp there's just you can't yeah you can't have like freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger doing ice puns every other line like everybody chill out Ha, ha, ha. I made the pun. Yeah, because we have to think of Gotham as a real city, but a real city where someone really thinks that joining a clown gang is going to get them rich. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need some inherent silliness because all superheroes and villains are inherently silly. It's inherently silly to dress up as a bat to stop crying. It's inherently silly to put riddles... Somewhere for like all this is inherently silly, and you have to be a psychopath and some other stuff to really be a costume villain or a costume hero. And Gotham doesn't have any of the silliness, they're trying to be grounded. But I'm like, hey, I need a little bit of the silliness in to make someone think that they can really put a balloon full of laughing gas, uh, right to stop the city. Like, I need the inventiveness, I need the wildness of Gotham to come back. And, I, and when I bring up Doom Patrol, because I think Doom Patrol is really great at uh, doing very serious topics, but at the same time having with werewolf With a ton plus, of silliness, yeah. Tons of silliness that the characters have to interact with, but it doesn't take away from what they're doing. Because that's just, their world is silly, not that what they're dealing with isn't, right? The world is kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, and so I kind of like that with Riddler. That's why I like the Riddler. Even at the end, he's just the silly guy laughing and smiling like he's it's craziness he's crazy it should be crazy gotham should be insanely crazy but i had to make again, a cowboy in nyc that would always be there and had to wear underwear eventually because you know laws but just the naked cowboy that you run around gotham needs to be a little bit silly but they, crazy. They, they had they had once again and this is something that just kind of bugs me because at that point it just becomes predictable they started building the joker again and it's like okay yeah um, you can't keep going to that well. No. Why? Why don't you try Clayface? Try anybody, yeah, but the Joker. Try Bane again, please. We haven't seen a good Bane ever. You know. Well, no Bane. They just did try again. That was Gotham Three. Sorry, we've done Bane. This is the Riddler. First Riddler we've done since. I honestly more Penguin because we've barely seen Penguin. Um. You could even try Rajal Ghul. They didn't do that right either. I mean, Rajal Ghul was a completely like he was almost like a side character and they didn't really do it right and I yeah no I agree I'd also like a Rachel Ghoul who's an immortal being who literally like give me those silliness like give me that inherent silliness because that's why we love these comic books and other stuff right they have an inherent silliness and fun yes they can be fun this is what I'm talking about bring the fun back to Batman Put some fun in it. You could be serious and still have fun. And I think this movie would accomplish that with just having a fun Bruce Wayne. Literally the dichotomy of it. And the inherent silliness of trying to be this like fun, cheering person when you really go out at night and punch someone to make you feel better over your parents' death should be something that we can all feel and like root for or see this juxtaposition that has a lot to say. Like, Doesn't I would, like, exactly, like... Hey, it's something that I would do if I was masked, but obviously being masked, I wouldn't be acting like the same kind of person. 
that I am, you know, oh, he's a reckless. He's probably the Batman, you know. That's how shit starts. That's how rumors start, you know. When Riddler at the end of this movie is saying, you know exactly, like, what is still the mask is our true self, that actually means something if there was a different Bruce Wayne instead of the yeah. same person. That actually would mean something if Bruce was happy-go-lucky. Then you can have literal comedic scenes and some inherent silliness with Bruce Wayne that just supposed to be otherwise seriousness of the story. You can do both. You can have fun in your Batman things. The car chase scene was fun. The Batmobile was awesome. I want more fun, and not just in gadgets and everything. Gotham needs to be a city where people will dress up and do crazy stuff instead of just a grounded reality where it's like, that's the stupidest thing anyone could ever imagine, and no one even talks about it. No one even thinks about it. If you want to do a film noir, do a film noir. If else, get some fun back into Batman. That's it. Get some fun back into Batman. That's, yeah. that's my last rant about this movie. That's, that, that's what I feel about this movie. It's alright. It literally is a middling alright. It's not fun. I can't, I can't call it fun. This was the most fun ever. Wait, no. Never mind. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're we hitting the hour 20 mark, man. So we, we, we should... We should we, yeah. Just, uh, anything else you want to say about the Batman? Um, nah, nah, I don't think I've said it all. Yep. Uh, for our recommendations, I'm actually gonna take one from Rick and say go and see Kimmy. I think it's still on HBO Max right now. Um, yes, it Kimmy. is. I would say I would say definitely go and see um, Kimmy. It um, has more fun in some of its action scenes and the character than this movie has. Uh, even though it's a very serious thing that's happening, it literally still has her do one-liners. And have some fun. I know it's or crazy. or um, <laughs> if you can uh, catch it on streaming, and I'm not sure if it's still on streaming, but go watch the uh, three season sitcom um, Instant Mom, with I believe it's Tia Maori, which was a lot of fun, and uh, it brought me back to the days of when sitcoms were actually a thing and uh, television wasn't full of reality. So you know, go watch that. Yep. Sure, yeah, it's been over. It's all been all over for six years, but it's fun. Man. But it's fun. It's, did you watch that coming back and forth from Amsterdam the whole thing? Um, no, I didn't watch the whole thing coming back and forth from Amsterdam. It was like whenever I was staying home, I would just uh, watch that instead, uh, just because I don't want to watch the news because so freaking horrible. everything that's just on the news is horrible right now, you know. And I, you get to a point where it's like kind of overwhelmed. And after watching the Batman, I really didn't want to watch the news anymore. Um, <laughs> it's terrible, right? I know. Okay, so. Oh God! Yeah, they're go, go out and look. Go out and have look, have fun. Enjoy life. Watch something fun. Don't let your life be consumed by darkness. Uh, don't let the darkness overtake you, and so on and so forth. Oh, no, yep, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, catch us at our uh, TikTok at Cinematic Podcast on Twitter, Cinematic Podcast One. Podcast one, you'll find us. Just look at Cinemagic. You always see these smiling faces. Also, catch us on Instagram at Triskelion Productions as well. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on all the platforms wherever you are. Comment, rate us, tell your friends. It really helps us out. We really appreciate it uh, being right. out there and waiting for our review so long on the Batman. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the Oscars because Rick is dying to talk about it. So we'll I am. I am a little, little angry. Little, yeah. you know, little angry. Yeah, he may dress up in a costume and uh, go to Hollywood at night, uh, being vengeance and justice. No, because the last person that I saw dressed like vengeance and justice literally smelled like just 
chlamydia had overtaken them. And it wasn't even for anything wrong that they did. It's just the fact that the outfit and the heat and the fungus. Have you ever heard of Pippa? You cannot discuss my medical uh, records. I'm not discussing your medical records. You cannot discuss what has happened here. That is private. Oh, although I'll be, I'll tell you this. It's a magic family, and I do not appreciate you putting that out there. I'll tell you this, and you were there with me, and I was. Shit, yeah, you were there with me when Catwoman. Yes, mm-hmm. you. <laughs> oh my God, that was. Woo! What up? All right, with that, I'm Batman, uh, your host, and we'll see you next week on Cinemagic. Bye.